Dateline, a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hey everybody, welcome to the 28th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. I am your co-host, Matt, and I will be joining you by myself today. Uh, Mike, unfortunately, is feeling a little under the weather, so I'm going to do a little solo action today, and uh, we're getting into the episode Landing at Point Rain, which um, I kind of wish Mike was here. Uh, we go from Senate Spy, which was basically no action. Um, the only action we saw was a little bit of a force pull by Anakin there at the end. But uh, we go from one extreme to the other with landing at Point Rain and just an unbelievable episode full of action, full of intense um, imagery. And I, I kind of really wish that Mike was here. Uh, we would have had a great time talking about this, but... Like I said, he is feeling a little under the weather, so he asked me to take over this podcast. So I'm going to do my best to give this podcast a little bit of justice here. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into uh, some of the uh, news that's going around lately. Okay, we're going to get into some news now. Um, first up, there's a really cool iPhone and iTouch Star Wars Trench Run application that's going to be coming out. I've seen the video for it online. You can search it online and, and watch the uh, demo video, and it looks really cool. Um, there's no price or release date yet, but based on you know the previous THX games that they've done for the iPhone and iPod Touch, they're usually around $9.99, so I'm thinking that's probably going to be the price range. Uh, and this game looks like it uses, of course, like most other motion games and fighting games and flying games, it's going to use the accelerometer and um, maybe some kind of touch for the fire. But the, the video looked really cool, really interesting, and I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, I'm not a big iPhone gamer. I mean, I do a few of the games, you know, the the uh, tic-tac-toes and the Yahtzees, um, stuff like that, you know, card games I play on the iPhone. I'm really not much of a action gamer with the with my iPhone, but uh, this one looks pretty cool. And, of course, it's Star Wars. It's got the great trench run, so probably something I'm going to look into, into getting. Um, so, like I said, there's no, no release date yet. I'm sure it's going to be coming soon. Uh, so keep on the uh, lookout for that one um, coming soon. Also um, in the news, of course, Season 1 of The Clone Wars is out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Looks like it's going to be 22 episodes, all 22 episodes, of course. And it looks like it's including seven director's cut episodes. 22 behind-the-scenes featurettes. Uh, it's including the director and, and crew interviews. 
exclusive 64 page production journal it's got the sketches the artist's notes and then of course there's a sneak peek of season two but we're already into season two um, and then the Blu-ray has an exclusive, the Jedi Temple Archives, and this looks pretty cool. It's an extensive database and, uh, well, of early test animation, concept art, and 3D uh, turnaround. So definitely something to get. I'm sure a lot of you have already purchased this and have already gone into some of this stuff. But what, one thing I love about DVDs and Blu-rays is the fact that you can get into these behind-the-scenes featurettes and um, interviews, director's cuts. That is the bonus stuff that is great about these Blu-rays and DVDs, and uh, something that I personally love to, to watch to see how they come up with some of these ideas and what's involved in making one of these episodes. So um, right now you can get on Amazon, I think it's Amazon, or a bunch of different online uh, e-tailers. These things are only going for 28 and $32 for the DVD and, and Blu-ray. So $32 for a Blu-ray of this whole season one, how can you pass that up? You can't. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. So uh, look out for that um, at your nearest store and, and pick those up. Okay, so now let's head over to the collecting news. Okay, as far as collecting, um, there's one story that I want to start with, and uh, many, of you, many of you may know that I am, uh, you know, Vader's my favorite character, and I was really looking forward to this book coming out called The Complete Vader by uh, Ryder Windham and, and Pete Vilmer. This thing was was really cool. It looked fantastic. Um, any Vader fan out there was probably already eyeing this thing and, and getting ready to pick this up. And apparently there was a printing error that pushed back the release date. Now, it looks like from um, the latest news that I have received... It's not going to be coming out until October of 2011. Are you kidding me? What in the world could possibly push this thing back to 2011? Are you serious on a printing error? I just don't get it. You know, I'm not in the field of printing and, and books and distribution and all that. So, you know, there's probably a good excuse for, you know, I guess there's a, a good excuse for pushing this thing back for so long, but I was so looking forward to this coming out uh, this month, and now we're looking at two years away. So that is really disappointing. And, and you know, like, here it is again with Star Wars stuff. Things are always pushed back years, and it's just so frustrating, you know? And I know you guys probably feel the same way about this kind of thing, but... Uh, as of now, the complete Vader of the book uh, is not going to be coming out till 2011, and hopefully they can, you know, that's just a, hey, let's let's just say 2011, and if we can work on getting it out earlier, we will. Hopefully it's something like that and not a definite 2011 release date. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll keep you posted on that. I'm sure you guys will be up on it as well, um, but hopefully that will come out a little sooner. Uh, in, other, in other news, um, collecting news, I don't know if you guys have seen this Tauntaun sleeping bag from thinkgeek.com. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, this story came out a while ago, and, and it was just a, something you threw out there. They never had any um, license to to uh, put it out, but it looks like they do have that now, and they are actually they're out of stock. Um, I went on to thinkgeek.com yesterday to look at it. And it's $99. It's not a cheap thing by any means, and uh, they're already 
basically sold out and I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna make more of these and and uh, apparently the popularity is, is there and that they've already sold out uh, but this thing looks pretty cool you know it has uh, it's the sleeping bag it has some tauntaun legs on it with a tauntaun tail and it's got one tauntaun arm um, it has a saddle painted on saddle uh, and the pillow is actually the tauntaun head and what's really cool about it it has the lightsaber zipper so when you open it up it's kind of like the lightsaber opening up the belly of a tauntaun um, it's a pretty cool looking thing here but for $99 are you really going to have one of your kids sleep in it and mess it up I don't know maybe you will um, you might hang it on the wall who knows but it's it's kind of a little neat novelty item there um, so go over to thinkgeek.com to check that out another uh, collecting news um, I'm sure you guys um, if you're three and three quarter inch collectors you'll know there's a fans choice poll out right now a 2009 fans fans choice poll there's voting continues it's 30 characters to to choose from and uh, I would kind of like to see a character that we haven't seen before in a three and three quarter inch come out I think right now the last poll that I saw Jocasta knew was leading um, in this poll for a three, three and three quarter inch figure. But there are some definitely some interesting characters uh, that are in this poll. We got Darth Plagueis, Darth Cadis, uh, Ben Quadraneris, I know is a fan favorite as well to see him out. That's a kind of a funny character to, uh, to see. We got some EU characters. There's some original trilogy characters, prequel trilogy characters. Um, so we kind of they kind of run the gamut with this poll. So uh, head on over to uh, your favorite Star Wars website and check out that poll and vote for your favorite uh, or your favorite character that you want to see made into a three 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 and three quarter inch. So uh, check that out. Okay, and with that we are going to head on over right into the weekly recap. And uh, the the title for today's episode is landing at point rain and it's been a couple weeks since uh we've seen a clone wars and like i said earlier we ended with senate spy which was a pretty much all political intrigue episode and we're going completely the other way with this episode tons of action very very little dialogue but just a great episode so uh, i'm going to go ahead and start and then we'll We'll get into some comments uh, as we go along. An enormous Republic task force comprising cruisers and transports swarms the ringed red world of Geonosis. Aboard the lead vessel, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jedi Master Ki-Audi Mundi express disbelief that the conflict has brought them back here, the world where the Clone Wars first started. They agree that loyalty the Geonos to the of the Geonosians to Count Dooku's revolution is not to be underestimated. Anakin Skywalker joins them on the bridge with his Padawan Ahsoka Tano. They have just returned from an engagement near Doran, where Anakin brags his squadron accounted for 76 kills versus Ahsoka's 55. Obi-Wan, incredulous of their light spirits, focuses their attention as they contact the Outer Rim Command for their briefing. I cannot believe we're back here again. It is unfortunate. The resistance from the native Genotians was stronger than we anticipated. 
The same can be said for their loyalty to Count Dooku. A fact that is often overlooked. You're late. Sorry, Master. Ahsoka and I were busy routing the Seppis near Doran. My squadron alone had 55 kills. Yeah, but mine had 76. Show off. Well, I'm glad you two are enjoying yourselves. Hey, it's just a little friendly competition, Master. Nothing to worry about. What I worry about is the way this war seems to be drawing out with no end in sight. Which is why it is crucial our invasion of Geonosis meets with success. Agreed. Ahsoka, contact the Outer Rim Command. We're ready for our briefing. They're already waiting for us. Okay, so we start out, uh, we find out that the clone armies are out looking for General Grievous' Starfleet. So their Starfleet, their Starfleet is a little thinned out, you know, like it is with, throughout this Clone Wars. I mean, they're spread out throughout the galaxy fighting these different conflicts. This particular team of Anakin, Kiadi, Mundi, and Obi-Wan are going back to Geonosis. They're going to they're gonna go after Poggle the Lesser, and uh, we find out that he's holed up inside his uh, droid foundry on Geonosis. Uh, so the Jedi are mounting a, a massive invasion to shut it down um, and shut Poggle's uh, factories down on Geonosis. So um, that's basically the, the, in, the introduction we get to, to this episode. So here we get our first uh, look at Keanu Mundy. Well, he looks great. Uh, the voice is perfect. I mean, here it is again. I, I say this all the time. The voice talents they do with this show are, are fantastic and he matches really well to the movie uh so that was a great opening scene here with with obi-wan and and uh Keanu mundi um we also get uh anakin ahsoka that come in and they talk about uh how they just come back from dorn on a on a mission and uh they talk about how many kills they had and i thought that was a little interesting it looked like a little bit of a throw or a call to uh the lord of the rings Probably not intentional, but that's what it got me thinking of was Lord of the Rings, where you have Legolas and Gimli um, throughout that trilogy talking about how many kills that they have had. So, you know, and I also thought that was kind of an interesting uh, um, statement coming from those two as being Jedi, um, kind of almost acting like it's some kind of a game, and maybe that's their way of, uh, of coping with the war. Um, we know that Ahsoka is really young and uh, Anakin is still not a Jedi Master he's just a Jedi Knight with a Padawan so they have a little game going here so maybe it's a little camaraderie thing to keep them together um, coping, coping mechanism whatever it is um, nice, little, nice little scene there showing them uh, how they deal with the war um, as it goes on and we'll continue here. continue here. The Jedi convene in the cruiser's war room and are joined via hologram by Yoda, Mace Windu, Chancellor Palpatine, and Luminari Unduli. Intelligence reports uh, peg Paul Lesser as having holed up in his primary droid factory, protected by a shield generator. Skywalker, Kayati Mundi, and Kenobi will embark on a three-pronged assault to push past the Genosian defensive lines and assemble it at a staging area just short of the, of the shield. Once there, the next phase of the mission will uh, to, be knock out, to be to knock out the generator. Yoda counters the Chancellor's concerns about the mission's risks by emphasizing the importance 
of capturing Poggle to ensure that Geonosis does not. So, you know, they're talking about uh, Anakin, or uh, Obi-Wan is talking about knocking out the shield generator, and it looks um, similar to the Endor type situation in Return of the Jedi, where Endor uh, had a shield generator over the uh, Death Star. So here we get the shield generator um, being used again. And obviously this is a powerful a powerful tool, the shield generator. Basically protects from anything. So like they did in Return of the Jedi, they're doing the same thing here on Geonosis. They got to go and shut down this, this uh, shield generator before any other action can take place. So like I said, this is their, their main goal right now is getting to the shield generator and shutting it down. Another little quick scene that uh, in the scene that I liked was um, Chancellor Palpatine kind of putting his two cents in. Obi-Wan kind of, you know, dismisses like, hey, thanks for, for being here, but, you know, we can handle this because the Chancellor says, well, maybe I should leave this to you guys. You know, you guys are the experts here at this. And then Obi-Wan kind of comes back and says, yeah, thanks, you know, basically again you know obviously obi-wan does not care for the chancellor and uh you kind of see these little snippets that obi-wan makes and uh basically telling the chancellor yeah okay whatever go ahead and take off we got this you know what i mean so i thought that was a cool little scene too the briefing continues as the jedi are joined by their clone commanders cody rex and clone commander jet the three-pronged attack sees kiati mundi and jet take their northernmost assault Cody and Kenobi, the central push, while Skywalker and Rex lead the southernmost wing. All three waves will meet at the rendezvous point at 0700, establishing a defensive perimeter to their staging area for the next push. Ahsoka worries about the Geonosians' fortifications, particularly a giant armored wall bristling with gun emplacements. Anakin isn't phased. Their approach brings them to, no, to them nowhere near the barricade. The Jedi split up to tend to their preparations. No, sir. I wasn't involved in the first assault on Geonosis. Well, you didn't miss much. Last time I was chained to a pole and attacked by several humongous monsters. That sounds entertaining. It was. For the Genosians. So I wanted to put that clip in there. I I like the direct reference to Attack of the Clones, where um, Commander Cody was not there for that for that mission, but uh, Obi Wan was, and he kind of tells Cody, "Hey, here we go again. We're going back." And uh, basically, the time I was there, I was I was put on as as kind of the old gladiator type uh, spectacles, where they they had the uh, Nexu and the Acolyte come out and. Uh, come out to uh basically just to kill him so uh direct reference to attack the clones is kind of to see you know we've we've just left you know in the timeline at the time uh time frame here it hasn't been that long i mean they just left attack of the clones i mean we're stirring the clone wars here so it hasn't been that long since obi-wan has been there but uh i had to put that clip in there because i wanted you guys to see uh that you know hear that direct reference there so that, that, that i thought that was uh nice to see uh high over geonosis the republic cruisers and transports disgorge the landing forces flocks of gunships and carrier craft streak towards the spires of the droid foundry 
Geonosian defense cannons fill the skies with flak and laser rays, buffeting the gunships. Soon, needle-nosed Geonosian fighters join the fray, blasting away at the Republic forces. Squads of Republic Y-wing fighters offer air support, strafing the Geonosian emplacements. Kenobi's force is the first to fly. Anakin's is next. Kiati Mundi follows close behind. The crossfire is too thick, and Anakin's gunship is the first to get shot down. It slams into the Geonosian desert with Ahsoka, Anakin, and Rex aboard. They survive the crash and immediately engage Geonosian forces on foot as they emerge from the wreckage. So here we go. We're actually getting into the battle here, and I love the opening shot where you have the Y-Wings. What a great-looking ship that is, though, huh? those Y-Wings. You know, a little bit of paint design, a little bit of... a uh, uh, concept design uh, a little bit different than when we saw them in Star Wars but I love those Y-Wings man and that shot where they come out across the uh, the space there and, and over the top of the starter stores what a great shot that was wasn't it um, but uh, love the Y-Wings and I'd love to see that uh, them in this uh, in this episode and then we get into the, uh, the battle itself I mean these guys just uh, fly right into some some heavy, heavy stuff here. And it, and it looked really good. I mean, this looked fantastic. It looked just like it did in Attack of the Clones. It's like you put this next to the Attack of the Clones Geonosian uh, battle, and, and it's, it's great. I mean, it looks perfect. Um, another thing I liked was the, uh, the artwork on the gunships. Um, and that kind of drew you back to uh, some of the old footage of World War II and, and the World Wars where they have the bombers with the uh, with the painting on the sides of their of their fuselage and the nose uh, in this episode you see some of the gunships and they have the uh, the skull clone helmet uh, that looked really cool one of them had a, a Nexu it looked like a Nexu or a, a clone riding a Nexu a Nexu I thought that was fantastic great use of um, some of the old war stuff uh, from back in the days of the World Wars into this episode and I thought like that looked uh, really good, really really nice little touch there by uh, Dave Filoni and his team. And then we get to see uh, a shot of the Y wings doing a strafing run, and uh, that was that was unbelievable. I mean, you get the sound of the uh, the Y wings as they're coming down doing their strafing runs. It has that really high pitched whine sound. Um, that looked fantastic. I mean, just this thing is just starting off with a bang, and it's looking good. Kiari Mundi's gunship is the next to fall. As it shakes out of control, Commander Jet radios Cody to get his walkers landed, as he may be, at la may be the last task force still flying. Cody transports uh, touchdown, deploying ATTEs to continue the trek over land. He orders General Kenobi to stay away from the landing zone, as the skies are still too dangerous. In the thick of the defensive zone, Kenobi uh, has no choice but to keep pushing forward. His gunship is swatted out of the sky by Geonosian fighters, hitting the desert hard in a spectacular crash. Cody, get the tanks down! Come in, Cody! Cody, come in! Get the tanks down! Copy that. Pilot, begin landing sequence. Copy that, Commander. Have fun down there! Get 
So we get an intense, um, intense moment there. I mean, like I said, this is just chaos. I mean, they just they just run right into this mess, and uh, we see that you know these these guys are kind of getting torn up here. You see clones going, "Hey, it's a good thing these guys can't shoot," and all of a sudden, bam, he gets blasted. Clones flying out the gunships. You know this this thing is is going crazy now. So they have to really buckle down and. And this is this is serious. They're not battling, you know, these mindless battle droids here. They're actually going against a organic creature here that that can kind of think on its own. So right here we get to see that this is not your average uh trade federation battle here. This is this is uh this is something a little bit tougher. An injured Kiati Mundi and Commander Jet pull themselves from the crash site. Jet reports the status of the operation. Only Kenobi's forces made it to the landing zone, but General Kenobi himself was shot down. Skywalker's armored forces were wiped out of the air, and he and Rex are caught in a firefight on the ground. Nonetheless, they intend to press forward. Kiati Mundi's ATTEs are intact, though they must still trek over land. If they are fortunate, they may be they may meet up with Skywalker on the way to Kenobi's position. What are our losses, Captain? We got hit pretty hard. I think only Kenobi's forces made it through the flak to the landing zone. And what about Skywalker? Captain Rex reported they're still in the middle of a firefight. Skywalker's tanks are gone, and they're trying to contact General Kenobi's forces for support. In the meantime, they'll press on to the rendezvous point. Very well. Load the injured onto the tanks. We'll make for that bridge. With any luck, we can meet up with Skywalker on his way to Kenobi's position. So, like I said a little earlier, yeah, we see uh, we see what what's going on here. I mean, some devastation going on, and Kiyadi uh, uh, Mundi here is injured, and he's kind of going, "Hey, you know what's going on with the rest of the guys here? How, how's everybody else doing?" And, and uh, uh, even though Kiyadi uh, Mundi's ATTEs are intact, uh, basically they have to go track it now. So. Uh, after we come back from the break, we see just you know, a lot of damage going on, man. They're not ready for this. It doesn't look like they were quite uh, quite prepared for it. So a uh, nice little scene with uh, Kiyadi Mundi there on uh, the status of the war as, it's, as, it is, as it stands to them at that point. Skywalker's forces are pinned down by Geonosian gunners and cannot receive help from any of the other units, for they are all in dire predicaments. Ahsoka begins to worry about Obi-Wan. But Anakin focuses her on her charge. Skywalker rallies his troops, and they counterattack the Geonosians. At Cody's landing point, he has circled his ATTE tanks into a defensive formation. Kenobi's gunship is five kilometers away. Cody dispatches troopers Waxer and Boyle overland to check for survivors. The two troopers race across the battlefield to the fallen gunship, which they pry open only to find, or to find only two survivors. 
Obi-Wan and Trapper, a clone trooper. Cody sees that the troopers are successful and lays down covering fire as they return, blasting away at the Genosian speeders and battle tanks. Why do we always get the fun missions? Oh, this isn't the fun part. Getting back to the square is the fun part. Waxa, Boyle, am I glad to see you. Trapper and I are the only ones still alive. Good to see you, sir. Commander Cody's established the square just beyond this position. The bugs are on the move and trying to surround us as we speak, sir. They've got the general. HT-636, lay down cover fire at point three five. So here we get to see uh, two familiar faces of clones here. We get to see Waxer and Boyle. And the last time we saw them was at Innocence of Ryloth. So it's kind of nice to see uh, some of the clones um, uh, and some familiar faces, um, if you will, uh, with Boxer and Boyle. Um, close, of course, we saw a couple episodes, Denal, which we've seen before, and he ends up dying. So um, we don't know what's going to happen with Waxer and Boyle with this series, but it's nice to see um, some more familiar uh, clones back again in the series. So I thought that was that was really nice. The injured Kenobi reunites with Cody, surrounded by Geonosians. The forward group must hold out long enough for Skywalker and Kiyadi Mundi to join them at the rendezvous point. Kiyadi Mundi's armored column is stymied by a massive Caltrop field. It's slow, going as they cut through the tank obstacles to continue forward. Admiral Yularen and Commander Jet talk via comlink. Yularen cannot send any additional air support, as it is allocated elsewhere in a planetary invasion. Yularen does offer his eyes in the sky to help the scattered forces locate each other. Reading, readings indicate Skywalker may be approaching the eastern barrier, the site of the armored barricade. The wall that Ahsoka feared during the briefing, uh, briefing looms large, cutting off progress through the canyon. It is lined with droid forces that fire down from above. Skywalker, Ahsoka, and the clones seek what little cover there is. Meanwhile, Kiyadi Muni has split up his forces, leaving his tanks to take a longer route while he examines a shortcut to the cave. Inside the dark grotto, they are suddenly besieged by winged Geonosian drones. General, I left a squad to protect the tanks. Are you sure this is the shortest way to the landing zone? No, I'm not sure, Commander. All I can do is trust my instincts. Wait a minute. I have a wing vibration up ahead. Don't stop. We must push on. Forward! So we see that uh, the wall that Ahsoka was was talking about in the briefing room, they're at it now, and uh, Skywalker and Ahsoka and Rex and their team uh, is getting ready to to storm that. And uh, I thought it was kind of neat how you know these guys are this team actually without the gunships now, um, they're on their own as far as there's no other vehicles to use. They're not on any speeders, any animals to ride, or anything like that. It's just a flat out. 
bum rush, you know, it's just, it's just, let's do this. Let's jump on and let's, and let's roll like we're in Gladiator or something like that, you know, uh, Braveheart. It's just a mad bum rush. You know, that, that could be a little bit, uh, you can get a lot of casualties that way. I mean, especially with Blaster Fire. I mean, uh, you see the clones are, are just dropping all over the place here. So, um, I thought it was kind of interesting that, that the Jedi and, and the clones here are just are going on their, on their own here. Just let's go ahead and take them on. Let's do this. And then we get to uh, a scene with Kiati Mundi in the cave. Um, I thought this was really, this is a really cool scene here. So now we're at the cave. Kiati Mundi is uh, advancing in the cave. And then here comes the bugs, as the clones refer to the, the Geonosians. A great scene here with Kiati Mundi and, and his team. They come into this cave and... You know what? It, it kind of reminded me of Starship Troopers. You guys probably have seen this this movie. Um, it just bugs kind of everywhere, and they're flying in. They're they're taking off some of these clones and flying away with them, uh, shooting at them. Just kind of a chaotic scene there, and I thought that was uh, really cool to see that uh, again. We're not fighting. We're not fighting droids here. Uh, we're fighting the uh, this this creature that can can kind of think on its feet, if you will. As they come in, and as like I said, they take them away, shooting at them. Um, so a great scene there. Uh, really like that scene in the cave. At the barricade, Anakin and Ahsoka load up with backpacks filled with thermal detonators. The two weave past the incoming fire and use their grappling spike launches to scale the adjacent canyon wall. They emerge above the wall and leap down on, onto its surface, cutting through the droids. Meanwhile, at the rendezvous point, the Geonosians advance continue to whittle away at Cody's forces. Anakin and Ahsoka cut through the last of the droids atop the wall, but the wall itself is lined with automated cannons and that continue to blast away at the clones. Sudden reinforcements pop out from hatches built into the barricade top. Tumbling droidicas open fire on the Jedi. Captain Rex, who has snuck up on the wall on its own, arrives to offer some support, blasting past the droidicas. That Jedi drop the explosives into the hidden hatches. They use the force to leap from the exploding wall, employing their telekinetic abilities to send Rex soaring and catching him before he hits bottom with the wall destroyed. Skywalker and his team continue forward. Look for a hatch. We need to put the explosives inside the wall. Found one! Rex. Up and away. Where's the fun in that? Come on, we can't keep Obi-Wan waiting. You and him, lads, let's go! 
So <laughs> was this a great scene or what? I mean, here we get Anakin, Ahsoka, and Rex working together against the Droidicas. They plant their bombs. The wall is getting ready to explode. And like we know Anakin to do, he likes to jump out of things. You know, attack the clones. Hey, I'm going to jump out of this speeder into the Coruscant sky and do what I got to do. And here he goes again. Jumps off. He throws Cody. He throws uh, Rex off. Uh, using the force and you see him flying down a great scene good angles and i love the way they do this i mean i'm sure you guys thought the same thing great scene here and then he lands and you get the little comedy effect that hey rex just says hey you know what just tell me to jump you know and i'll do it i know you i know you guys will take care of me but kind of let me know what's going on you know what i mean so really good scene there i love the way anakin and, and rex uh interact uh, you get the feeling that Rex trusts Anakin in whatever he does. He knows Anakin's going to take care of him. These guys have got a great relationship. They work so well together. So um, Rex was, looks like he was cool with it, but he's saying, he was telling Anakin, hey, you know what? Just tell me to go. I'll go. You know what I mean? So uh, really good scene there. Meanwhile, Kiati Mundi's troops have nearly broken through the other side of the caves. Flamethrower-equipped clones torch the last of the Geonosian resistance. Skywalker and Ahsoka arrive just in time to see the smoldering Geonosians. The two fragmented units are joined, and the landing site is, is within reach. The situation is still dire, given the amount of Geonosian infantry surrounding their objective. Skywalker con contacts Admiral Yularen, desperate for air support. Yularen has good news. He has spent the time since Commander Jet's request reallocating re resources and has managed to scrap up one fighter squadron. So we get the end here of the caves. We see Kiadi Mundi escaping the caves here. And it's still chaos, still bugs flying everywhere, clones getting carried off. And then we get this great scene. I mean, we've all seen this in the trailer uh, that first came out. Uh, a month ago or so, and uh, we get the clones with the flamethrowers. Oh, flamethrowers, can you believe that? Is that cool or what? Just smoking these bugs, man, just lighting them up. Great scene there. And then as the bugs are on fire, you get Keati Mundi finishing them off with a lightsaber. So um, great scene there. I mean, we're talking some, some violence here, man, some heavy-duty stuff. We see some bugs on fire here and some uh, lightsaber action to go with it. So just once again, I mean, I'm sure you guys love that scene as well. Great scene. Three guys just smoking away with the flamethrowers. You know, I mean, wow. Good job. Good job. The cordon tightens around the rendezvous point. Even the wounded Kenobi picks up his blade for what he assumes will be his final stand. Suddenly, Y-wing fighters soar in from above, dropping bombs on the enemy tanks. The clones cheer as the spine of the Genosian push has been broken. Emerging from the battlefield smoke are Skywalker, Ahsoka, and Kiati Mundi, who find the exhausted Kenobi. Kenobi, 
Well, what happened to you? I might ask you the same question. Our combined forces should be enough to destroy the shield generator. Anakin, you'll need to take a small squad through the shield, as close as you can get to their gun emplacements. From there, you'll be able to temporarily jam their scanners so they are unable to target the incoming tanks. Once the tanks knock out the shield, Master Mundi can bring the rest of the troops in with the gunships. Consider it done, Master. So we get this scene where um, Kenobi's thinking he thinks he's on his last stand. He ignites his saber, thinking, "Okay, here we go. I'm going to go down with the fight." And then we get the Y wings coming in for their strafing run. Great scene again. Like I said earlier, I love the Y wings, man. And they come down and just lay some waste, man, with the bombs. And you get that searing sound as they come down, almost like a jet fighter would. And it kind of gave you a little bit of a when you hear the cheering. Kind of reminded me of the Hawk battle when you get the speeders that fly over and they drop down one of the uh, um, the AT ATs and you get the guys that were cheering, yeah, come on, let's go. Kind of had that kind of feel to it. So maybe a little callback there. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, fantastic scene there as well. Also in that clip, we get to uh, hear their their plan to finish out this this phase of the mission. Uh, basically, Anakin's going to lead this this charge and uh, and kind of wipe out the first the first entry here with with droid poppers and uh, jam their their communications so they can't uh, they can't use it against them. Uh, the last phase of the operation remains. Skywalker and Ahsoka lead the charge. Their troopers dash to the artillery battery and toss droid poppers EMP charges that frazzle the enemy weapons. Cody's walkers then blast the artillery stations and bring the shield generators collapsing. As the shield dissipates, Kiati Mundi's reinforcing gunships land with ad additional troops. So there's a scene here where uh, Anakin's first up. He's the one to lead this thing, and they do this this charge. And like I said earlier, it kind of reminds me of uh, of Gladiator or or uh, Braveheart. You know, it's you get the old charge, charge, and you, know, you get them running out. And uh, like I said earlier, no weapons. No animals to ride on, um, not no weapons, but no vehicles, and basically just just go for it and and do your job. And uh, I like to see that um, just using just basic tactics there. So Anakin and Soka make it to the bunker. They throw out the droid poppers, and uh, Anakin calls in, "Hey, bring up the tanks, man! Let's 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 finish them off." The tanks come in and lay some waste, destroying. All the enemy enemy forces and uh, and uh, finally breaking the shield generator, allowing uh, Kiati Mundi and his team to land and uh, finish the battle. The mission is successful. Anakin's final score: fifty-five. Ahsoka: sixty. Kiati Mundi trumps them all with sixty-five. So, Master, what was your total? Not now, Ahsoka. Come on. Are you afraid you lost this time? Fine. Fifty-five. That's my count. And you? Sixty. Looks like I won. Yeah. But I call in the airstrike. Tie. You're impossible. I'll never understand how you can simplify these battles into some kind of game. Well, take care of yourselves. I expect to see both of you back here by the time I've destroyed the main factory. We shall do our best. Sixty-five, Skywalker. Um, sorry? My total. 
65. So what do I win? My everlasting respect, Master Mundy. Oh, that is a gift Anakin rarely bestows, I assure you. So we finish up here with a little bit of a uh, little bit of humor. Um, I liked the way this thing ended up. It was pretty neat. You get to see, uh, you know, Ahsoka comes in and she's still on the still on the kick of how many did I get? You know, how many did I kill? And Anakin's like, you know what? You know, we got some injured here. Kiati Mundi's a little injured. Obi Wan's a little injured. Let's let's go ahead and tone this down a little bit. You know, Anakin's kind of taking the uh, leadership role here, saying, um, okay, maybe it's not too appropriate right now. Um, but then Keanu Mundi comes in and, and kind of trumps him and says, hey, I got 65. What do you think of that? And that gets a little bit of a, a slight smile out of Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, okay, I guess it is cool. So um, they finish up. Um, it looks like uh, Obi-Wan and Keanu Mundi are going to go get patched up a little bit, and uh, they're going to leave Anakin there to kind of tidy up. So... Um, that is the end of the uh, this first episode. It looks like it's going to be a four-story or arc. So it looks like it's going to just continue to be uh, a, a great um, little mini-series here. Um, this episode, of course, was, um, I think, fantastic. There's, there's a lot of people that think this is one of the top episodes of the whole series so far, um, top one or two. And uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue against that. Um, just a all around just fantastic episode. It, it kind of felt like a D Day, you know, a Normandy invasion type of thing, um, with a lot of references to to uh, the World War eras with the painted gunships and and the fighting. Um, you know, this is basically a story of just a just a survival story. You know, these guys come into this um, with a definite plan. But it kind of gets thrown out when they realize that they're kind of um, kind of a little bit underestimated the Genosians here. These guys, uh, under the leadership of Poggle the Lesser, um, are, are pretty good at, at, at this war thing, you know. And um, I, I remember hearing uh, Filoni talk about how Lucas told him that this was a, a D-Day type of an attack. And, and that's how he kind of wanted this, this episode to go. And I think they... They captured that um, perfectly. Um, just a, all around, everything was fantastic. And we we heard how Filoni talks about the difficulties they had with doing this episode. And uh, it looks like this team has, has once again risen up to the challenge laid forth by Lucas, basically challenging them, hey, this is what I want to see. Can you guys do it? Let's pull it off. And they pulled it off, and it was it was it was great great job by the team and just a great episode in general so uh with that uh we're going to go ahead and jump into the mailbag uh we got a letter from uh i'm gonna just do one mailbag uh this week and this is from aaron altimus um he is uh obi-wan 94 on the forums and uh, he says hey guys i just want to congratulate you on your successful season two of your podcast I really like how you talk, uh, two talk about the different scenes during the podcast. I am really excited about a couple of new action figures coming out later this year. Uh, that would include Obi-Wan with Freako Bike, 
Commander Bly, Darth Sidious, and Anakin and Snowgear. Uh, it says your number one fan, Aaron Optimus. So thanks, Aaron, for the uh, for the kind words there. Appreciate you uh, talking about us on the podcast, and we hope all of you are enjoying uh, this year's podcast. As far as the uh, the figures you uh, mentioned. The Obi Wan on on the Frico bike, um, I believe that is that is available. Oh, no, actually no, actually might it might be available. Um, it says sometime around October, so you might see that popping up in stores. And it's um, I don't remember seeing this bike in the Clone Wars, but I I could be mistaken. I don't know if this is something that's going to be coming up, but uh, I'm trying to think of where we might have seen this in the first first season, but. Uh, if you guys remember, let us know. It looks like uh, this thing converts, the package converts into a diorama. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, check that out. As far as the rest of the uh, things uh, you mentioned, the Commander Bly, Darth Sidious, and the Anakin in, in Snow Gear, I believe those are slated for a December release. So uh, you might see those popping up fairly soon. Uh, so Keep an eye out in your your favorite store for those uh, those figures, and they look uh, pretty neat as well. Seeing the Anakin and Snow Gear um, should be pretty cool. With that, we're going to jump right into the forum post of the week, and uh, this one is posted by Stone Seven, and uh, the post subject is basically just your favorite clone. Now, this was posted back in uh, February, and it's kind of been reactivated here in November. And uh, there's been some, uh, a lot of actually a lot of different um, uh, suggestions uh, for this. Um, Cody, you got Commander Cody, Commander Gree, Commander Phil, Commander Fox, Commander Bly, um, Oddball, uh, Heavy, Denal, Echo, and then you got, of course, the ones I mentioned, Waxer and Boyle in this episode. Um, of course, Denal he died um, by the hands of Cad Bane. Uh, back a couple episodes ago, but um, you know my favorite clone has always been Rex. I like his paint scheme. On you know each clone has their own little paint scheme. I've always liked what he did, um, and I like the way he interacts with Anakin. Um, basically, him and Anakin are a team, and as we saw in this episode, I think they both trust each other, um, and I like how their friendship. Is it seems like they have a friendship more than any other clone in their commander. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Um, some might say uh, Obi Wan and Cody have the same type of of relationship. I think Obi Wan kind of distance distances himself a little more than than Anakin does. So there might be a little more of a friendship there with Anakin and Rex. Um, and I think Anakin prefers to have Rex at his side. So uh, that's just kind of what I thought there. Um, I know you guys have different opinions on the board as well. I know uh, Mike prefers Cody because obviously he's uh, Obi-Wan's one of his favorite characters or is his favorite character. So um, I think you would uh, say Cody with this one. It looks like Stone 7, who was the original poster, uh, his favorite is Commander Cody. Um but he also likes Rex too, um, so there's been there's lots of different ones, different uh, clones to choose from, and uh, like I said earlier with Waxer and Boyle, you're starting to get 
some familiar familiarity with these with these clones and to see one of them go is kind of like whoa i can't you know there goes denal he's done and even though they're all the same face they have they you know they do have their own personality so it'll be interesting to see what happens um with these characters that we've seen and, and we're probably going to see throughout this series uh especially commander cody and and rex and some of these other ones that are that are prominent in this in this series so the discussion is back on who your favorite clone is so uh heading over to the the forum and, and post uh who your favorite clone is so we're going to begin coming up to the uh, episode description for next week's uh, show, and it looks like it's titled Weapons Factory. So it looks like we're going to be actually be getting inside the Weapons Factory and uh, having a story on uh, trying to get to Pog the Lesser. So let's go ahead and listen to a preview of next week's episode. I can do this. You aren't prepared for this mission. Not to worry. My Padawan is reliable. Padawan learner, Barris Offie, at your service. I should go in first. I know the way. Dependable Barris will get us through. You do remember the way, don't you? Of course I do. This way. Ahsoka. Take this! <laughs> Fool. Star Wars The Clone Wars. New episode next week. So there it is. There's a preview of next week's episode. It looks like we're getting into um, some interaction with a new character, Barris Ophi, a Padawan learner, the Padawan of Luminary Unduli. And it looks like we get a little jealousy with uh, Barris Ophi and um, Ahsoka. But it looks like they're going to get split up and have to actually um, work together on something. So this should be interesting. Uh, I'd love to see New Jedi introduced into this series. Um, you know, like I said, the animation is, is, is great. Almost, It's almost movie-like, and that's what's so appealing for me to this series is it's just the cinematic feel it always has to it. Um, so really looking forward to next week's episode. So, And I hope you guys are too. So, uh, again, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check us out at... Uh, clonewarspodcast.com and follow us on twitter uh the username is clone wars and uh, head on over to the facebook uh, we might be making uh some facebook um posts uh, as far as the uh the podcast is concerned so go over there to facebook and join our group and uh check us out at geek out loud forums at the geek out podcast.com uh slash forums and um Let's all wish Mike a speedy recovery, and I'm sure he'll be joining us next week. And uh, looking forward to um, talking with him about Weapons Factory and and maybe getting some um, insight as as to what he thought on the latest episode that we saw uh, landing at Point Rain. Uh, So with that, uh, we will see you all next week. And don't forget, may the force be with you. See you all next week. Take care, everyone.